back on Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan Tenier with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher, where this podcast is available. And check out the website, miserable-reckless.com. From now until December 15th, all merch on the shop is 20% off site-wide. So be sure to check that out at miserable-reckless.com slash shop. All right, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, start things off. All right, I got a good, great, and ugly. My good, uh, Tech finished off their football season beating uh, Liberty and sending Hugh Freeze packing down to Auburn, which was nice. Uh, So that next uh, 10 years of playing Liberty just got uh, uh, less uh, exciting, I guess, um, for Liberty. <laughs> uh, great tech. <laughs> that was a very Doctor Evil like <laughs> moment right there. Well, Just enjoy enjoying other people's pain. I like it. Hey, what can I say? I'm not a huge fan of Lynchburg. Uh, that's because I grew up near there, and that place is just a crap hole. People their own their own that. students hate. Lynchburg and the university. I I work with two of them, and they are ashamed to tell people where they went to school. <laughs> Lynchburg's a dump, man. I'm sorry. If you've never been there, it's it's a dump. I, I thought it was okay when I visited, but I was there for a wedding, so maybe I have good feelings because of that. <laughs> um, my great uh, Tech basketball is off to a good start. Won their Big Ten challenge, unlike some other people. Um, and uh, my ugly last week was Thanksgiving. Uh, I was supposed to, you know, see Ryan and Melissa, and my mom was supposed to come into town, but both the kids ended up with the flu. <laughs> so uh, we uh, kind of kept everyone locked up inside the house all day Thursday and didn't do anything but eat turkey. And I got to watch some football, but mainly Winnie the Pooh and uh, other things were on the TV for the most part. So, yeah, that's my good, great, and ugly. I called you, at least. Yeah, you did. (laughs) While he was watching Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I feel bad. (laughs) All right, Ryan, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, America, you were lucky that this wasn't recorded last week. I could give you about 17 uglies right now. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it very simple. Uh, all right. Let's start with some ACC notes, shall we? I'll keep these brief and simple, but I have notes on them, and they're pretty funny. So if you can uh, – this is what happens when we don't record for two weeks. First of all, did you guys see the story about Sam Hartman and the banana man? No, no. I don't think I saw that. Okay. This is going back a bit, but if you want to look it up, it's pretty cool. Sam Hartman's quarterback for Wake Forest. We talked about him a lot on the podcast. Uh, don't know all the reasons why, but uh, he probably played his last game at Wake Forest. And there was a fan in the stands who was a graduating senior, and he had gone to his, quote, last game as a, as a student at Wake Forest. Um, I'm unsure of if, if he wears a banana costume at all the games or if he just chose to wear a banana costume at this game. The cameras caught him basically sobbing because he was at his last Wake Forest game. Uh, kind of became a meme. Uh, Sam Hartman basically saw that he had become a meme, agreed to meet him at the center of campus, exchanged his game-worn jersey 
for the man's or for the student's banana costume. They took a picture on the quad and put that out on the internet. So I thought good on Sam Hartman. He ended up getting interviewed on uh, the ACC network on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because he was going home and they asked him where the Sam Hartman jersey was. Was he going to put it up in his dorm room? And he was like, uh, no, that's coming home with me. It's going to be in my room. (laughs) So thought that that was good on Sam Hartman for doing that. And it's just kind of a fun story, a fun Wake Forest college football story. Who knows? That jersey might be worth something one day. Right. Maybe don't hang that up in your uh, college frat house or whatever. Where it might maybe, get stolen or somebody drops maybe, some keystone light on it. Maybe Ziploc bag that shit and put it in a bank, you know, security deposit. It is signed. I know that. So. Yeah, I'd be I'd be locking cool. that bad boy away. Super uh, nice, I mean. He seems, he seems like a good dude from as much as you can tell from whether someone's a good person or not from television. So, um, good on him. My next ACC note, Morgan, I don't know if you heard about this. Did you hear about the Virginia Tech Police Department's new member? No. Uh, Michael Vick? (laughs) (laughs) It is animal related. It's uh, Ringo the Police Pony. Uh, Ringo is the department's newest crime-stopping, heart-stealing, handshaking pony. He has his own community policing program called Where's Ringo the Police Patrol Pony? VTPD's John Tarter said he shares smiles with Virginia Tech students. He's an ambassador of goodwill. He spreads happiness and can be a stress reliever. So uh, there you go. Apparently, Virginia Tech could have used, used his ass all football season long. <laughs> Maybe you'll see him on the sidelines next year. Ringo the police pony. So I'm not really that, sure. That, that will need him next year, but <laughs> not really sure. Why Virginia Tech has a police pony, but I saw that and that gave me a chuckle. So, <laughs> and then my third thing is a stat. Uh, they said last night during the big uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge, uh, Indiana played Carolina, and we'll use played in loose quotes. Um, it wasn't that much of a game, but they said every NBA team um, has either an Indiana or a Carolina player currently on the roster. I thought that that was a pretty significant stat. So Carolina Parker to use some of his players last night. <laughs> yeah, right. Half of them were in the stands. <laughs> uh along with Eric Church, by the way, sitting next to Bubba Cunningham. So uh um I'm pretty sure Eric Church is now over two at games he goes to, but probably a few more than I know about. Um hopefully he shows up to the tech game this weekend. <laughs> yeah, more on that in a second. That's gonna be my ugly. Um the uh, bad is very simple. I was with Logan um, for the uh, NC State Carolina game. Um, we met up with some of his friends, not purposely on Franklin Street. This is a very simple bad. Uh, we had just lost to Georgia Tech. I was sitting at top of the hill when we lost to Georgia Tech. I walked into top of the hill with uh, Logan in his knockoff uh, Philip Rivers jersey and his <laughs> Russell, Russell Athletic uh, underwear, which I was specifically wearing. I wore a Russell Athletic undershirt just to uh, in commemoration of the big Georgia Tech win because they outfit all Yellow Jacket athletics. Wore it right <laughs> into Chapel Hill. <laughs> to top of the hill on purpose. We, Did we anybody pick up on that other than Ryan? Well, I, I it was only on my uh, sleeve, so like 
Nobody, nobody, even Georgia Tech fans probably know that they're Russell Athletic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we walked over. We were just taking our drinks outside to chill or whatever. And sure enough, if we don't see Logan's uh, Roanoke Rapids crowd, including Jordan from tailgate <laughs> season, what is Jordan wearing at top of the hill? He's wearing a Roanoke Rapids High School yellow jacket shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I knew at that point in time we were fucked. I even said so. This is three hours before game time. I was like, we're fucked. We're fucked. We're going to lose. It's going to happen in overtime. What happened? Well, I'm sorry, America. I was wrong. We lost in double overtime. So uh, neat. Awesome. Really good. Really enjoying the Black Friday experiences we've had with Logan the last two years. Which leads me to my ugly. I'm really fucking sick. It take long. What are we about five minutes in? <laughs> of the overtime games, I had a two overtime state loss. I had a four overtime game against Bama with the basketball team in Portland during the Phil Knight Invitationals Memorials. He's still alive, but he hands out a trophy. Whatever. I don't know what the hell that's called anymore. Uh, Duke's in one side. Carolina's in the other. I had to, was confused why one tournament's called one. One's a legacy tournament. One's the invitation. I'm like, what are you doing? Is Duke and Carolina going to play each other? Like this, uh, what, what is going on? I realize they're separate tournaments. It's very confusing, as is everything from Portland. Um, but anyways, uh, so the Carolina basketball team, Morgan, you're talking about tech. They are going from Portland. They went into Bloomington. They basically got out-muscled and out-hustled last night. Armando Baycott's about 35% of his self. Uh, they haven't been home for Thanksgiving, haven't seen their parents, haven't done pretty much anything, although I guess Roy Williams is traveling with them, so that's nice. Um, oh, and gee, Williams. They are going home today or tomorrow so that they can study for one day. They can take all their finals over the course of two days, including a Saturday, and then they are going to Blacksburg to start their ACC play. And it explained to oh. me again why these kids shouldn't get paid. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not saying that's why they're No, you're right. I <laughs> You're right, they should, but I'm not – I don't think you need to worry about them in their finals. Yeah. They have state finals. Look, look, come on. They're they're probably all taking a final, and, and I'm not talking shit at all. I'm just saying they're probably taking a finals in, like, public speaking. We we know they're not taking their finals at Carolina. Come on. They're not taking a finals for a law degree or a medical <laughs> degree. So I'm not – I'm not going to feel bad from that. They're, yeah. They're probably gonna stand up in front of the classroom and talk about how their trip went out to Portland, and then they get their A. All I'm saying <laughs> is they've been on the road from Monday of last week no. till last till probably this morning, and then they've got to take finals, and then they got to go on the road again to play Virginia Tech, who is the ACC so, champion, mind you, to start their season. Yeah. So, well, not regular season champions, exactly. champions. <laughs> Whatever fits my narrative makes it sound better. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the defending regular season champion. It's the tournament champion. <laughs> so, just saying. Let me, have some, let me have something here, Dustin. I don't get I, much. I, I, I just called you a I champion. What do you, what do you hey, want? Morgan, the <laughs> tournament means more than the regular season because it's officially recognized by the conference. Well, they're both now officially recognized by the conference. <laughs> As of what year? <laughs> Pretty recent. Past few years, they've started recognizing both the regular season and the conference titles. And the attorney titles. I'm just saying, if you want these kids, these kids, as part of the Carolina family, to just, you know, be able to actually hang out with their family or, you know, do something. Maybe we stop playing in Portland. Both teams, the men's and women's team. Then they went immediately into the ACC Big Ten tournament. 
crap to well, bed. Then don't accept the invitation to the invitational. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that these hard. Kids fight, I these don't kids feel bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you these think you have a choice to not play in the Nike tournament? <laughs> well, yeah. these kids, look, look, these kids sign up. You can for say this no. Shit. Yeah. They sign up for it. I'm just it's kind saying. Of like your schedule. It's kind of like your schedule. You get a cupcake one, you get a tough one. Guess what? That's how the cookie crumbles. I, mean, little, little I don't, Carolina I don't feel me. bad for him because I went to college too. I never got to go to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't either. You're probably I got, to go to, I got to go to Carolina Beach in Panama City, Florida. Both considerably better than Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would rather go to definitely. either of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys get the point. <laughs> That's it from me. Anyways, back to the police boat. Break out, break out the violin and the cheese and crackers. <laughs> All right, and never dusting good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, pretty, pretty positive over here this week. You know, I love to hear all this sadness coming from the other side of the table. Um, football season basically over, but man, couldn't have had a better season down in Durham this year. Finished the year eight and four. Um, I, I think anyone would have been happy this year with four or five wins and, and playing competitive football. They not only won the eight games, they were in every game they played. I mean, they lost their games, I think, by a total of 16 points. Yep. So a couple of those could have gone the other way. And who knows? You're a Carolina win away from playing for the ACC championship. Basically, in that game, we did win. It was had two <laughs> touchdowns called back. One of them was not a good call. The other one was maybe fair. But the point is, court two touchdowns to put that game away. And then, anyway, asterisks. But I like the asterisks. The asterisks is always fun. Um, but hell yeah, good on Coach Elko and that team. Uh, you can tell these guys just they bought in. They played with sort of a chip on their shoulder. Um, and they never sort of like they had sort of had no, like even when they were down fear in a game, they were very calm and just played well. Very impressed with what this staff did with this team this year. I couldn't be more pleased. Great football season in Durham. They're going to get a decent bowl game. Just hope it continues. Uh, the hardest thing in, in life is, I think even Nick Saban said this in life or in football or whatever is, continuing to be successful so it's easy to have the chip on the shoulder and have that good year but you know next year recreating that may be harder to do but man what a good start and Elko won coach of the year today did he yeah he deserves it because last year they were getting I think their average margin of loss last year was 42 points I mean this is the same roster he didn't you know this isn't basketball where he went out and he got five transfers that were good players and you know you can pull that together i mean it's not that the team was talentless it's that they needed someone to come in and help sort of it's you know some of it i'm sure was scheme and 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 process but they had to believe that they could win again and these coaches helped them do that so 100 percent deserved for coach of the year great season i'm very just pleased by it um Another awesome thing, uh, Dick Vitale called his first game 
um, from Cameron Indoor Stadium uh, last night in two years. Uh, we've mentioned it here before. He, you know, he had cancer. He was battling that. Um, he has since uh, came out all clear, um, and I hope that continues. But it was just great to, you know, I know he's older and um, he's he, he maybe rambles a bit more than he used to. But man, it's good to have him on the sideline and listening to him, you know, just be the, be who he is once again. You can tell he truly enjoys it. He was very happy to be back in Cameron. He was just very happy to be calling basketball. He talked a little bit about um, sort of what it was like maybe th- being on the other side of that and not feeling like you may not get back to that again. Uh, just a wonderful moment. Um there's certain icons and people who stand out in particular sports and in college basketball, he's one of them. Um, and just one last thing is kind of like a good memory that came back uh, here recently as we were packing some things away and going through stuff. Years ago, my grandmother and I uh, went to Brindles. Y'all ever heard of a Brindles? Logan, I don't even know if you remember Brindles in our I, town. I remember everybody talking about it, but I don't remember it. So I, I had to, actually had to look it up. There was a Brindles was basically a department store. They had like jewelry and clothes and you know just all kinds of merchandise. There were about fifty eight of them in the southeast. So like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. I think was the footprint. Anyway, she took me many many years ago, and I just have always had the distinct memory to get a Duke football rug that they had there and it was like the outline of the the field um it's in pretty it was it's pretty awful shape these days just because i got it when i was like eight years old but i just remember going to the store with my grandmother to brindles which doesn't exist anymore getting that duke football rug being real excited about it um they were real bad for a long time so thinking about that memory and thinking about having a good year this year and having all of that was very fun um, and so I recently was telling my wife about that. And, uh, if you, you know, got grandparents out there, think about the good memories and tell them you love them. So it's good. Uh, all good here from our, my side this week. You still have that rug. It's at this point, I, I don't, but it was falling apart. It literally was falling apart. Like pieces you had it off of it. At the DC apartment for a long time. Apartments. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I had that thing for a long time, but it was it got to the point where like pieces were coming off. Because <laughs> like you pick it up on the floor and it was like just pieces of it laying on the floor. It wasn't even a the full rug at that point. But still have the memory for whatever reason it stuck out in my mind all these years. So Well, I guess that brings it to me. I have a great and a good this week. Let's start with the great. For a second year in a row, <laughs> NC State Wolfpack have pulled off a late one against the UNC Tar Heels on Black Friday. And I won in double overtime this uh, this time with a fourth-string quarterback, Ben Finley, 270 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Big interception late in the game by Tanner Engel. That defense uh, voted that and got stopped when they needed to. Hats off to the, the Wolfpack football team to close out the season strong after some road bumps along the way. That's great. All right, let's go to the good. Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised, and I'm cautiously optimistic uh, for this year's Pack basketball team. Uh, the team is playing with 
hustle and defense that I haven't seen in years. The guard play has been phenomenal. And the, the transfers we brought in, but from Jarkel Joyner, the Ole Miss transfer, a point guard, it's the kind of point guard you need, tough guy, can make shots, uh, distributes the ball. The kid from Utah, uh, by, or from originally from Serbia, but we got him from Utah, Mohorcic, DJ Burns. Like, those dudes are, are playing well. The Virginia transfer, Casey Marcel, has found a shot, uh, averaging 14, 15 points a game, shooting 40% from three. Um, played, gave Kansas everything they could handle, and Bill Self said after the game that, that was the quickest backcourt that they're going to face all season. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit gun-shy about uh, getting excited about basketball after the last few years, but here we are. As Michael Scott once said, I'm ready to be hurt again. But that's my good. We went away for two weeks, and all you could come up with is your crappy Wolfpack song. And <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it back to a little 1998 NWO Wolfpack, uh, uh, bringing that out for the for the big win. <laughs> yeah. That was back when I vaguely watched wrestling. <laughs> well, keeping it with the ACC basketball, Dustin, I know we got some news regarding the ACC this week. We do. This week was the 24th and final ACC Big Ten Challenge for basketball. Um, you know, it's been a, a huge part of all of our lives watching ACC basketball. Um, the ACC historically has dominated the tournament, so it was very fitting that this year we won the tournament 8-6. Once, and then has, uh, over the history of the series, we won 13 of the 24 tournaments. Um, three ended in a tie. The Big Ten won eight of them. Um, it was just good to see us go out on top on this. It, it's, but on the other hand, it's sad to see it go away. I know that this is part of the larger media wars with ESPN and Fox, but uh, it's been such an important part of the sort of the post-Thanksgiving basketball landscape every year. You know, it's basically the end of football. Basketball is really kicking off as the ACC Big Ten Challenge happens. Um, it'll be sad to see it go. Um, the replacement will not be as good, but uh, we'll talk about it anyway. I do want to see. Uh, I looked up some of the stats for it. Um, if we want to have a little fun with that, I think we all know who has the most wins in the challenge. That's going to be pretty obvious. It ain't Maryland. Um, <laughs> and they played on both sides, right? They played on both sides. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, well, we all, I think y'all can guess who has the most. Um, but do you know who has the second, second best winning percentage in the eight, in the challenge? Uh, is it a founding member or is it a, yeah, it's a, been a member all along. Not, it's, it's been someone who has participated in every single. Okay. ACC answers. Uh, it could be either one, but the best, the best top like six winning percentages are all ACC teams. Okay, that makes sense. I'm gonna say if it's going back to 24 years ago, that cuts out the the second and third expansions we had. So I'm gonna say Georgia Tech. Not it. I'm gonna say Caroline. Despite Definitely how, not it. Despite how many Morgan, you want to take a shot in the dark, and then I'll just 
rattle them off. Um, Duke. Duke actually has the most. That's why I was saying everybody can guess. We have a we have we were twenty and four in the challenge, which is uh, equates to an eight hundred and thirty three percent win percentage. <laughs> so no one's even close. Shocking. That's why you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who's who's best winning percentage? Wake Forest, right? Wake Forest is second best, seven hundred winning percentage. Uh, believe it or not, y'all were making fun of Maryland. Maryland is next um, during their ACC span. They they had the next best winning percentage for the conference. Then it's UVA and Miami. Uh, speaking of Carolina, under five hundred boys, they were eleven and thirteen in the tournament, four fifty eight win percentage. Um, we're always playing the best team in the. Uh... In the Big Ten. That's not true, but okay. Um, and then on the Big Ten side, the funny part is there's like one, there's like five teams that are 500 and better, and four of those teams are 500. So there's like no cream of the crop over there, which is probably not surprising. <laughs> so we're sad to see it go. Thought it'd be a little fun to look at that. Um, you know, our uh, our respective schools. You know, I, I want to give a shout out to Virginia Tech and Duke for doing their doing good, the Lord's work, and contributing a couple wins. Carolina didn't. Uh, State didn't contribute either, but I guess Logan says they didn't hurt us either. No, we were the designated well, survivor this year because we finished last in the ACC in our first time in program history last year. So. But ACC Big Ten Challenge, ACC won. We're very excited for that. We're less excited for the ACC SEC Challenge next year, which was recently announced by ESPN since they basically own both properties. Um, as Yeah, that's basically what Dick Vitale said. That'll be um, some interesting matchups. That was his commentary. And that's basically how he said it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we could get an extra Louisville-Kentucky, it'll never happen. But if we could get an extra Louisville-Kentucky game out of it, that'd be entertaining. Mainly for the people of Kentucky, but also <laughs> having been in Kentucky and the three of us having been in Kentucky and watching that game, that would be highly entertaining to get another one of those out of it. That that should be a matchup for that series every single year. Because just have the team that whoever has their normal game at home, the other team for the challenge plays their home game. That yeah. would actually be interesting to me. It would, I'd, I'd actually care about that so-called quote-unquote rivalry if they they did that. It's a real it's a real rivalry for sure. It it is, um, but usually it, this year it won't be very interesting because it takes two people being good for a rivalry to exist, <laughs> right? But 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 historically, Louisville has been a uh, fun part of that of that rivalry, so. But you know what's going to happen. They're going to throw Kentucky and Duke or Kentucky and Carolina together and then build it out from there. So, but you know, we're going to be a whole lot of fun to watch like Pitt Vandy and um, <laughs> BC and Georgia and their shitty basketball team. <laughs> BC, anyway. Mississippi State coming up. Yeah. On PM. <laughs> yeah. Ole, Ole Miss and, and Georgia Tech. That'll be a barn burner. So, anyway. If you can't tell, they're, they're, 
if we're as happy as I was at the top, I'm pretty grumpy about the end of the ACC Big Ten Challenge because what an awful like set of matchups we're going to have to watch. Who do y'all actually think get like all four of our teams get matched up with? I personally, I think they're going to do Duke, Kentucky first year and Tennessee, oh, yeah. Carolina. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're going to do 100% Duke, Kentucky because of the history. Like, and they and then it's probably going to turn into like Duke at Miss or Mississippi State. You got that on my brain. Duke at Michigan State. It felt like every other year in the Big Ten Challenge. I feel like Kentucky is going to end up in our mix a lot um, because of the history and because it'll draw ratings. I would think that Carolina would play Florida a lot because there's a lot of similarities there between the two uh, publics. And then I would think it would be interesting to have Tennessee and Virginia Tech develop a little bit of a cross-the-border situation. A little Bristol Bristol battle. Something like that. Yeah, that would be fun. And, you know, Rick Barnes is a great regular season coach. And then Tech is hell of a basketball program right now. Um, So, you know, that would be some fun years. And it's some fun early tests for those programs. What about Truth, state? Truthfully, I think we're going to end up either playing like a rotation of South Carolina, Auburn, and Mississippi State. Yeah. So really not interested. I guess Bruce Pearl can shout up and down the. We had a great uh, game with Auburn three years ago. We did it. I would. That depends on your perspective. Ryan, I don't know if you saw this, but the State Carolina game on ABC last week got 3.6 million viewers. It was the most watched football game um, in that time slot at 8 p.m. That we week. were talking about this before the podcast, but people watch those teams. They really do. When we talk about bowl games and stuff like that and how people get selected. But yeah. Yeah. And, and it matters what channel. I mean, people tuned in. Not taken away from it, but it's also a channel you play on. It's on broadcast. When you're on broadcast, you're going to get a bump. Um, If you're on ESPN, it still would have been highly rated. But I don't think there's a lot of there wasn't a lot of other good games on either. So (laughs) there was people that had no business texting me that were texting me while I was in the stands. Just basically variations of no, no, not like this. No, (laughs) no, you you can't two. Dude, two years in a row, and I was just like, just yeah, I'm just not gonna respond to any of these. My aunt, <laughs> my aunt, lives in Orlando, Florida, and she's very far from a college football fan. She is a former missionary and lives a quiet life. She was texting me, "Hey, I saw the game. I heard you were in North Carolina. By chance, were you at the game last night?" Oh boy, thanks. Yeah, how, if it, how, how did go? If it were any other team in the country other than UNC, I would actually feel bad for the UNC fans losing to state like that two years in a row, only because the last 20 years, like it's been a lot like that. Like state is like 14 and seven in the last 21 matchups against Carolina. Like if it had been any other school in the country, I would have a little bit of empathy uh, to bring that word back uh, for the fan base. But I, I, I had none. <laughs> yep. Net zero. Go to hell, Carolina. Go oh, to and hell. I, I did see a funny thing because I was trying to take a picture of the scoreboard. They wiped the scoreboard immediately. And yep. then I, I, I saw the reason why on Twitter after the game from some of the, the old timers. They said that back in the 80s during Mac Brown's first run when it began, 
State beat the shit out of them, and some and they took a picture in front of the scoreboard. But then Steve Spurrier and Duke beat the shit out of them the next year, and and shut them out. And took a picture in front of the scoreboard. And Mac Brown apparently told them in a loss, wiped the scoreboard immediately. And ever since yeah. then, it's been a thing. Forty two nothing. Co ACC oh, champions. I was sore loser. <laughs> well, we're talking about scoreboards. The last game that I went to was where I actually saw Carolina win. You want to talk about a jinx? Was the Philip Rivers game where I ran out onto the field and took a picture in front of the scoreboard? And I still have that photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that keep... was that was like seven of nine kids ago for Philip. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was uh, six. Uh, of my nine livers ago as well. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny, like you and Jordan really didn't help Carolina that night because that was your last Carolina win. You said Jordan had been to three games all season, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech and NC State. Ooh. I told him at top of the hill to, to, I, to his face. I said, we don't need you inside tonight. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> In front of his like friends and, and he just kind of smiled and laughed and, and then ruined Ruin, ruin the evening. He he said yeah. that he told the story last night on uh, or two nights ago on tailgate season. He said that he was pissed after the game, and then he, him and his him and Chris drove back on Runner Rapids. He was getting text messages from people who he doesn't even talk to at work uh, about the game. Getting text messages from people he hadn't heard from in a while about the game. He walks in, and the game was on the television in his house. As he walked into his house, he's like, "I couldn't get away from it." <laughs> It's amazing. What astounds me is I think I saw what states beat Carolina for the last five times or six times at Chapel Hill. Yeah. And then, and then Georgia Tech, like that stat that you what a 13 out of 17 or whatever it is. That, why, why those programs? I mean, I guess because they're the most annoying. It's just interesting how it works. Duke hasn't beat Pitt in like 10 years or something stupid. Like it, it's certain programs that just kind of like, I don't know. It just, you can't beat them. And then it, it somehow gets in your head. And, uh, like we struggle with Boston continues. college and Wake Forest. Morgan had yeah. Virginia's number for decades. What's that? Morgan had Virginia's number for decades. I mean, 15 years, 15 years straight. And it mattered. Crazy. I can't imagine. And before that, they had like one win. They had one win against us in like 20 years. And then um, we went away like, it was like a couple of years and they beat us one time. And that was when Chris Long was, I think, a student, was an athlete there. And I think uh, Matt Schaub might have been the quarterback. And then uh, we went 15 years straight. And then, of course, we fucking laid an egg against them when Puentes was there. His. <laughs> Part of his goodbye gift. Was trying to bring a bad memory. So just, yeah. <laughs> that was Fuentes' one last middle finger to the fan base. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least, uh, what's your, what was your coach? He won that game. Um, yeah, the uh, defensive line coach, who was an actual, uh, he played in the, on the 95 team for Bud yeah. Foster. So he, he, that was exciting to watch him win that game. Yeah, this, this is home. This is like this is home, man. This is my team. Yeah, he was about to cry. It, it was it was pretty. It was a fun win to watch because of how yeah. emotional he was about. 
before throwing it over to Morgan for the records and the final pick for this season, I figured it's it, it's important to note uh, regarding ACC football that Georgia Tech could not get anyone to take their job. So their interim coach, Brent Key, is going to be the next head coach at Georgia Tech. I saw that. I mean, she to go to is, is, is that commentary or is that like someone reporting that? That's real life. Yeah, they they couldn't get anybody to, to no. take that. <laughs> it's on. real. It's like people, confirmed. people, no one was interested in the job. They could, they struck out on every single yeah, off person they went after. That's incredible. I had not seen that. Well, that their, their, their big star quarterback is also in the transfer portal, too. Yep. Sims. Sims, yeah. Yeah, the well, kid who ran out of bounds instead of throwing the ball downfield to try to win the game. Yeah, I, you did. <laughs> look here. Yes, to, my thing on that is like, do you want him as your quarterback? Yeah, I, right. I'm not sure you do. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there. I mean, they beat Carolina without him. I mean, he's four string. They're they're entering. Their interim coach did better than Jeff Collins. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, like, very true. Maybe he doesn't have any tacky sayings like above the line. Yeah. I'm not bitter. <laughs> really? But yeah, I, I found that I literally like laughed out loud when I saw that on Twitter. I was like, you can't be serious. I said, Georgia Tech, a once proud program, can't even get someone <laughs> to come to be their head coach. So they just yeah. elevate the interim guy that went three and four. <laughs> I mean, I would say they're proud, but. They have Dude. a national championship. Nobody else on this podcast has a national championship. They had a national championship back in like 1991 or something. That quite some time ago. And again, now, none of the four of us got one either. So. All right. No. If, if it was 1901, I'd agree with you, Morgan. But that's recent enough history for me. So I don't know. I don't know if you can down that. Aren't they? Just, that's not saying that because basketball, they have one in 91 and 92. <laughs> no, I just modern. Isn't that Actually, I think playing? Georgia Tech shared. I think isn't Georgia Tech don't, don't they share that national championship with Colorado? Somebody? Yeah, the yeah, worst so. Power Five team in the country. You can't even win it outright. It. I hear you. All I'm saying is <laughs> uh, things I mean, that happened in in our lifetimes. We were half three quarters of us were born in the '80s. Things that happened yeah. in our lifetimes are, are not the same as something that was 1901 or like Michigan and their 15 championships in 10 years. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. You know, in the 30s or whatever. Let me rephrase this. I don't like Georgia Tech, so therefore that's why. Hey, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good reason. (laughs) My point is, you can't download for that. I would be waving that banner all over the place. I would, too. Now do you guys see why I'm such a big fan of kicking Georgia Tech out of the ACC? We would (laughs) have won like seven coastals by now. (laughs) Just go have your rivalry with UGA. (laughs) Just a rivalry. (laughs) So, Again, a robbery requires two teams to be competitive, at least sometimes, if not like yeah. consistently. Once a twice a decade, you have to be competitive. I saw a funny more Georgia that, Tech meme. I saw a funny Georgia Tech meme the other day. So, like the biggest star in pro wrestling right now is Roman Reigns. He played football at Georgia Tech. They said Roman Reigns has beaten John Cena, The Undertaker, Triple H, but he never beat Georgia. <laughs> 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 that's sad that they can't get a football coach to come there, but it is Georgia Tech. So. What's Fuentes <laughs> doing? Uh, not getting jobs, that's for sure. They should have asked Fuentes. He probably would have taken him up on it. There you go. 
<laughs> you could have really hated Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. All right, Morgan. Well, you take- know what? I was going to say, if if he got hired, I guarantee he's a, he'd probably bring Corn Nelson with him. So he's a win every year. I'm looking him up right now to see what he's doing. Anyways, go ahead. I'm probably sitting on his fucking ass with all that money he got from Virginia Tech. So if I was him, I wouldn't do shit for the rest of my life. I'd buy all this little cottage up in the hills somewhere and just sit there and smoke a cigar and drink bourbon and watch football on TV all day long. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, but, he is not re-signed uh, with anything or anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants them. <laughs> All right, Morgan, take us into the records and the pick them for the last week of the season. Well, Ryan is probably going to run away with this at 39. Right now he's at 39 and 26. Logan's four behind him at 35 and 30. Dustin and his 31 and 34 asterisk, which. Yeah, I still feel bad. I still feel bad for you, man. Like we should have even made bad picks for you. We should have done something at least. And we just I'd have been in the race. I yeah, would have been. Because I know you would have picked all winners. <laughs> it's true. And I'm dead last at thirty and thirty-five because there's some questionable picks that uh, maybe I just got too ballsy with, but. Whatever. Got one week left to make up points. Unless you guys are going to pick ball games, but we could potentially maybe pick 10 to pick from and not do all 500. I mean, quite honestly, who the hell wants to pick an Emerald City Maniki car? <laughs> Papa John's uh, fructose syrup bowl. Fructose <laughs> <laughs> but- syrup bowl. But who can it would be good. We can we can we can pick the you know the Northern Kentucky playing South Dakota State Community College. You know, who knows? Could be fun. Could be fun. Um, let's take a look at the rankings. So nice little sh- shake up over the uh, last week. Michigan won two years in a row against Ohio State. Mm. That's enough to make them go, we might not want Ryan Day here anymore. In fact, I heard rumors that uh, what's-his-face down at Tennessee Titans, uh, they might be going after him. Talking about Vrabel? Yeah. Really? Like, well, he played he played for Ohio State. Hmm. I mean, well, it is born on third base Ryan Day. <laughs> yeah. So I doubt wrong. they're going to – what's that? I, the, the third base comment is not wrong. Also, apparently the fans were chanting, we want Urban. <laughs> well, they, I'm sure they want anything at this point. When you lose to Michigan two years in a row and at home, uh, uh, you're about to get kicked out. So, uh, But George is at one, obviously. Michigan in their cream puff schedule is at two. Um, TCU in their purple panties are at three. Um, USC and their uh, easy way in is at four. <laughs> Ohio State and the ghost of Urban Meyer is at five. Angry Nick Saban's at six. <laughs> Peyton Manning's forehead is at seven. 
and the unknown Penn State's at eight. How the hell are they even at eight? I don't. Some other teams of note. We got Clemson at nine. No shot in hell. At you know, you would have to have a complete meltdown this weekend for Clemson to even sniff it. I K State. What's that? I think they're mathematically out, like no matter what. Yeah. Well, well, the committee is a bunch of people in a room, so they could do whatever they want, theoretically. Well, it's like, you know, you'd have to have like two or three teams completely lose it this weekend for Nick Saban to get in. And yet still, come next week, I'm sure somehow Nick Saban will be in there. We all know it. (laughs) TCU will get blown out. USC will get blown out. Um, Ohio State will. I'll play. Yeah. yeah. My, my thing is though, if you've earned it, even if the ratings are going to be shitty, even if you're Cincinnati and your ass is going to get handed to you easily in the first quarter, if your team's earned it and deserves it, then they should be in it. I don't care about the ratings and how bad the game can be, because otherwise you're not being fair to the to the rules. You're not being like, well, what the hell is the point of playing football and being undefeated and yet you know Nick Nicky Saban gets in with two losses, you know. Just mean but, more, man. They're like, well, Alabama will be better on TV ratings. No shit. But uh, Carolina at 23. NC State's 25. We're a Boston College game from being ranked from wire to wire for the first time in forever. So, of course, you know, we couldn't have that either. <laughs> I just think it's a got basketball. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> ACC's wide open. Nobody looks good. I love the rankings that Carolina played NC State head to head, and they're like, no, 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 we're going to keep NC State locked. ESPN's got to have that. (laughs) It can't be having the uh, the NC State ranked ahead of their conference uh, championship contender. That'd be hilarious. Yo, uh, I would laugh. Look, NC State was uh, in company with Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU, Georgia, Louisville, and Tulane. All of them have the most wins versus teams with seven plus wins this year at five. No other teams are, are, uh, have as many wins against seven plus win teams, solid team, lots of injuries, disappointing year overall compared to expectations. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. First game. We're going to talk about Utah versus USC. All the championship games. Yep, yep. I uh, know. Uh, Ryan, how you feeling about this one, man? Uh, I'll keep it simple. Um, uh, first of all, USC and Utah played a very good game earlier this year. Um, but I, I think that USC is a better team. I think the CFP probably got it right. Um, it is in Vegas. So maybe that's not a home field advantage, but I'll, I'll take USC. I'll, I'm a believer in their 11-1 and record, although – I couldn't remember. I know it was a good game. I couldn't remember. I'm pretty sure that won maybe Utah. <laughs> they want to check, or I can check that. But I'm going to take USC. Dustin, what's the coin telling you? I actually don't have one handy this weekend. Uh, so my guess is that Scotty McCreary is going to play the halftime show. So I got to go with him on this one. <laughs> that that one is. Um, Utah. 
<laughs> the 11 and 1 is Utah. So this is a chance for them to come back again, avenge that loss. Yeah. The game, All they got to do is game. win. The, the game. And then they're in. It's game of two schools where former head coaches sucked in the NFL. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm going to pick USC as well. I mean, Logan. It's hard to beat the same team twice, but, you know, I picked Utah on tailgate season as the Pac-12 champion earlier in the year. I'm sticking with the Utes. Give me Utah. Okay. All right. Next up, the purple game. <laughs> this is like this should be like in professional wrestling, like a loser leaves town match. Or if you go to two thousand, Booker T and Big T fought for the rights to the letter T. This should be for the rights to the color purple <laughs> in the Big yeah. Twelve. Is what this game yeah, should yeah. be. Should Let's be. make it interesting for those of us that don't watch the Big Twelve as often. <laughs> Forever. I watch a little Big Twelve, so I have the often. <laughs> that might be where we play in about ten years. Grimley from McDonald's going to show up at halftime. This is going to be boring. Um, I'll I'll go TCU. Dustin. I mean, for our Kansas contingent, Rhett and Virginia, you got to give me the Wildcats. Let's go. TCU's not making the playoff. What a joke. <laughs> Ryan. Uh well, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna keep pick to stay on Brett's good side, but I'm also a firm believer in the fact for the same reason that I picked USC to win because they're eleven and one. I first of all am not a believer in TCU. Um I'm I I know they're number three, I know they're twelve and oh. I know they already beat K State, but this game is in Cowboys Stadium and uh I'm just not a believer in TCU, so I'm I'm going to go with Brett's team, but I'm going to go with them for a sound reason, which is that I think that they have a nicer purple uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Logan. See, I am a believer in TCU, and Max Duggan has had a hell of a year for them at quarterback, so give me the Horned Frogs to win the Big 12 championship. I hope no one came here for actual analysis of the Big 12 because we're not going to give you that. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, I can tell you why they have the Horned Frogs uh, nickname, though, for people that are curious about the Big 12. Um, when they their old football field many, many moons ago used to have this lizard that they had to shoo off. It was like tons of lizards that would just cover the field. They had to shoo them off because a Horned Frog is not a frog. It's a lizard. So they just took the nickname, the Horned Frogs. That's your Big 12 trivia. Now let's move on to a conference we care about. Yeah, don't <laughs> care. All right. Raging Cajun LSU's versus Georgia at the fucking Atlanta Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know what? Georgia's going to beat the absolute living shit out of LSU in this game. Logan, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that the Georgia Dome was a more iconic venue than this Mercedes-Benz shit, but uh, I guess, you know, you can't change the past. Give me the dogs by 90. 
Dustin. I mean, Mr. Authentic ain't going to win this game. Dog's <laughs> the best team in the country. Let's go. Ryan. I think that this game will be closer than we're giving it credit for, especially considering that Georgia continues to play home games in the uh, games that matter. I mean, I don't know what the difference is besides fan base between them going from Athens to Atlanta, but uh, it seems like the last five years that Georgia's been good. They've been playing home games against whoever. So once again, Atlanta's Georgia Tech's home turf. What are you talking about? Everybody (laughs) there is Georgia Tech fans. Home of uh, brand new head coach Brent Key. Home of the unwanted. (laughs) (laughs) The Walking Dead, literally. (laughs) Uh. Uh, All right, next up Purdue versus Michigan. (laughs) What a joke. This smells like a. (laughs) The Conference of Rutgers. This smells like a like a like a slip up right here. If there's gonna be one this weekend, this would be it. All the shit talking that Coach Khaki and his team is doing, all this like, oh, yeah, we're they'll beat Ohio State two years in a row, and we're undefeated, and and we're we're going to the playoffs. As our good friend on College Game Day would always say, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get. Weird here. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going for the upset. I'm going Purdue. Give me the Boilermakers. If I'm right, I'll take a Boilermaker this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan. So, I I like this logic. Maybe we've been we've known each other for too long. I uh, the fact that you've got an unranked. Eight and four Purdue team, four loss, a four loss team that's unranked, playing for the Big Ten championship. Should tell you everything you need to know about that conference. Yeah, exactly. Uh, four losses, playing for the or for, for the for the conference championship. Anyways, uh, if that's not the epitome of house money and playing loose, I don't know what is. Michigan's tight. They're always tight. Their fan base is tight. They're scared to death of of talking too much stuff, which is why they their bluster is. Look, if you want to know everything there is to know about Michigan, all right, just go look at Dave Portnoy. That tells you everything you need to know about the Michigan. <laughs> all right. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Purdue. You want to know why? Because if I get it wrong, I'm still so far ahead in the standings, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Dustin. I'm sure um, you did. Yeah, look, Coach Kaki, not my favorite man, but, I mean, what a joke. They should have just voted to have like Ohio State play Michigan again and then, <laughs> you know, done that or or Penn State for that matter. I would have yeah. taken either of those. Um, I agree. So this is not going to be a good game. It's going to be the Wolverines. Come on. Oh, you're more, most definitely right. I'm, I'm hoping for an upset that so <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to will it. You're trying to speak it into real life. Exactly. But we, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right about what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be boring by third, by the second quarter. Logan. Well, I've been making lots of obscure pro wrestling and pop culture references this episode, so I'm going to continue. My name is Logan. Logan was also the name of someone named Wolverine. Give me Michigan. 
It's not that obscure. Comic, comic book movies I mean, I mean, over here. I mean, obviously, if I'm going to quote, you know, comics or movies with Wolverine, I'm going to go Red Dawn from the 80s. So, you know. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like yeah. that. Wolverine. That was before Logan's time. He doesn't know that. Yeah, I, that was but before my time. Remake, I mean, they did remake it with Thor in it, so. <laughs> it wasn't half bad, but it wasn't as good as the original. Either way, the Big Ten is a joke. Speaking of jokes, on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a funny joke? Carolina's in the ACC title game. <laughs> well, who's not undefeated? So three wins. I mean, you should be undefeated in going to your championship game. But yeah, um, I'm I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, nine and three versus what is Clemson's record anyway? Um, Ten and two. Yeah. They're two. ten and two because I saw that Dabo's had like I don't I forget what it is, but there's a bunch of ten win seasons strung together. It's oh that's up. right. They did, he did he did celebrate that. Congratulations on your multiple ten win games. I wish we all could play Furman every year. <laughs> Their schedule well, is as good as anybody's in the ACC. All right, right. So Let, don't try, do, Ryan, do you really want to talk about schedules? Because we can go back and look at your games this past season. Two-point conversion away from, from losing to <laughs> uh, bowl ineligible App State. We did play App State, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, play, we play the teams in the state that matter. Those are those – are, well, App, App, App State's bowl what? ineligible. I heard you. Logan, Logan, <laughs> pull, Logan, pull up Carolina's schedule real quick. Oh, I can tell you, they played Georgia State. They won by seven. Yeah, they Georgia lost. State. They, they barely, barely beat App State. barely beat Georgia State. We play but, App State almost every year that we don't play ECU. So let's not, like, kid the listeners into thinking any otherwise. Georgia State is not LSU from 2010. Okay, fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's like Tech playing? You did play LSU in 2010. I was in Hillman. But, but anyways, go ahead. Two, you know, so what, two – Two weeks ago, maybe maybe around that time frame, this game had a lot more writing on it. Now it's just, hey, whoever wins this plays in the Orange Bowl against maybe That's Alabama. all it was two weeks ago. And now, well, two weeks ago, it was like, you know, one of the two teams might be invited, sneaking into the top four, but now... Not so much. Now it's one team's going to play Alabama in the Orange Bowl. The other team's going to go play Temple at you know the in Charlotte somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's going to be better than Temple, but yeah, yeah. Actually, it looks <laughs> yeah. like we're going to be playing Maryland in Charlotte, so that'll be interesting. In the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> um, hell, Carolina, you you might end up playing South Carolina again. <laughs> That'd be fun. Play all the rivals in one year. So, <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to let you go first, man. It's your, it's your game. Sure. So I had this pulled up on my phone because you were talking about two weeks ago. The listeners this is horrible radio. Remember this photo? Look how happy I am in this photo. This photo was taken <laughs> on November 12th. I'm in Wrightsville Beach. I'm in my Carolina blue hoodie. I'm in the Carolina hat that I'm wearing. I sent it out to you guys. I said, ch 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 champions which is an inside <laughs> joke from one of our friends who likes to claim everything in the world. 
that you know he'd be like out. the CBI. So, regardless, two weeks or this was longer than two weeks ago. This is what eighteen days ago. Life was good. Well, guess what, guys? You're gonna be getting another one of those photos, except it's gonna be me in front of this door right here, and you're gonna see the Christmas <laughs> lights in the background. I'm gonna write <laughs> house money, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I hope that uh, we can go back. I think it was 2015 that we played him, and it came down to that what three onside kicks or something like that. If there's one thing Carolina knows how to do, it's know has knows how to put on an entertaining game. So if you ever turn on and you I see the baby blue team and you want to watch them lose in four overtimes or double overtime or single overtime, or you want to watch them lose on three onside kicks. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. All I'm telling you is Drake may is playing with house money and it's going to be an entertaining game. Give me Carolina. Let's go. Let's let's rebound the season out. When, when you're sitting next to your broken dishwasher and it's going to go, well, you're probably wondering how it got here. Well, I know this. I know why you're saying that. I don't expect that's the whole point of house money is that I don't expect to be Clemson. I expect it no. to be Georgia tech and NC state <laughs> again, 14 and seven last 21. I don't know why you guys still expect to beat us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but we're elitist we're uh, better than you remember. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> True. On to the other. For those that don't know, that's what Logan said. Dave Doran. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. To, a, to a reporter who reported it, of course. Yeah. And then she asked him, is this on or off the record? And he responded with, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, that's my coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently we're elitist. That's why we think we're going to beat you. Anyways, the rest of you guys can now pick Clemson. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So on, on to the first Carolina hater, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, I mean... This game would probably actually be way more entertaining than some of the other games on. Uh, primarily because just Clemson's offense sucks. Both deep. And, and it might be a little better against Carolina's awful defense, but they just I, – I don't understand. Um, if I were in Davo's shoes, I think I would be thinking about who, who may be outside the Clemson family. I want to bring in next year to help take a look at that. But we're talking about this game. Their offense never got going all year long. We talked about it all year long. This could be, this thing could go down the wire. I'm still going with Clemson because I'm not picking Carolina, but it could, it really could go either way. Um, Drake may have, if, if fine, you know, the last two weeks, Drake may has not been that good. He, Steps up and has a hell of a week. Clemson's offense sputters like it's been doing. Who knows? Carolina might be playing in the Orange Bowl. All right. And on the other Carolina. So Drake Mays had a hell of a year, and I've been very vocal about that on the other podcast. And I think he deserves a lot of the accolades and praise he's been getting. But one thing caught my eye when I saw, noticed that his stats <clears throat> to end the year going into this weekend are identical to one of Devin Leary last season. Devin Leary was not in the conversation about a trip to New York City. Drake May is. Wonder why. Looking at you, media. Anyways, on to this game. Clemson, <laughs> their offense and their quarterback play has been bad for the last like three to four weeks. It's been real bad. Now Carolina's defense is also bad. <clears throat> 
Carolina has lost two straight in football, three straight in basketball. And regardless of what my podcast compatriot over here wants to tell you about woe is me, we're in, we're in North Carolina, things are so bad for us. <laughs> and regardless of what the North Carolina fans in the state of North Carolina around me that I've interact with all day, every day to day try to play the same game, they are never the victim. They, bad things do not happen to the school in Chapel Hill and Light Blue. For that fact alone, they will be winning their first ACC championship since 1980 because they aren't NC State. Bad things don't happen to them. They've lost three straight in basketball, two in football. They're winning on Saturday. What did you call what happened last Friday? That seems like a bad thing. <laughs> Lots of teams but lose regular season football games. Yeah. Lots of teams lose regular season football games. It well, was nice. I tell you. It was nice to have that in my back pocket, I must say, when we were leaving. <laughs> yeah. I will I will say this. Whoever has more points at the end of the game on Saturday will win this game. That's most likely. <laughs> most likely the case. I'm not sure, but it sounds right. <laughs> With that said, I'm going to say the exact same things Pierre to all of you other guys have been saying. Carolina, their defense is shitty, but they have a great offense. Clemson's offense is shaky. I mean, I think I think you're right, Logan. I think Carolina is going to get their first ACC championship win in football since before I was even born. <sighs> um, God, I hate picking Carolina, but I hate Clemson. <laughs> this is literally a, almost a rematch of the State Carolina game, too. Yeah, in terms of it's the gonna be good. It's, it's going to be a good game. Um, You're playing a better version of NC State on Saturday. Yeah, you know, Drake, you know, May's going to look, he's going to do really good this weekend. He's going to look even better in an Ohio State uniform next season. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't kill me, Ryan. <laughs> There goes your Christmas present. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sucks is if it actually happens, Ryan's like, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> um, no, he's not going anywhere. He's a Carolina family. Um, they already had one black sheep not go to Carolina. I doubt he'd you know, burn the last bridge they have. So with that said, Carolina's going to win on Saturday, but it's going to be a really good game, I think or shitty game that's close. However you want to word that. Up next, everyone's favorite Navy Army game. I know people like to say Army Navy, but no, it's it's Navy. Um, because Navy's better. Technically next weekend, but I threw it in because I didn't think we were I picking. know, but and it, that's right, it is next weekend. Fuck. Yeah. Because they always play a standalone weekend. Right. Um, why are we picking it this week then? Because I doubted we were going to pick, do a pick them next week. Okay. No, that's not a problem. Um, did you guys see the uniforms that they put out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, that, that is me laughing at the Navy uniform. Space Navy could have done Na- Navy could have done a better job. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's the polite thing. They've, they've had some badass uniforms in the past. This one, I'm like, 
did you did you get Walt Disney World to come up with your uniform designs, buddy? The Disney Space. Imagineers. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it, it's it looks very like Disney animated, like childlike. Um, meanwhile, the army has got cool. dirt dust tank looking uniforms. Kind of cool, but whatever. I'm always going to pick Navy. Go Navy. Beat Army. Ryan. So um, the uniforms are, uh, briefly, the reason why the Navy picked a a moon or astronaut type uniform for NASA is because uh, you could go go to their website and find this out. Under Armour did their uniforms, and it's because the Naval Academy had a significant amount of early astronauts in space so they're yeah. highlighting that um they always try and highlight a different part of their uniform don't know why they haven't done like the seals or the cbs yet but we went with astronauts instead <laughs> whatever i get it they have white cleats that they're calling moon boots guys they're just white cleats anyways <laughs> um army army had like a like as morgan as you said like a dusty kind of like panzer type uh mm-hmm. and i know my tank people if anyone knows tanks will get mad at me because i don't remember the exact name but it's the triangle with the red yellow and blue from a 1942 invasion of uh uh africa to kind of beat rommel back and stuff like that in world war ii that's what the uniform is coming from so and uh, 42 minus 22 i'm bad at math but it's it's a it's an anniversary so that's why the uniforms look like that. So in case you're watching the game and you're like, and the uniforms are made by Nike. So as much as we were making fun of Nike earlier today um, <laughs> or on this podcast, Nike pretty much always does a better job with these uniforms than Under Armour for whatever it's worth. That's the last nice thing I'm going to say about Army. I'm always going to pick Navy as well. The records are close. Four and seven Navy, five and six Army. And Navy's actually kind of figured out how to score points. So we'll see what happens. Hey. Quick thing, is it called the Matilda tank? I don't, I don't remember. I watched a little blurb about it. Okay. it you you can you just... can go to the website and or on Twitter and 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 read the 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 shock videos or whatever you want to call them. You probably gotcha. know what it's called Logan. The little advertisements that they do with the with the music. Um, What's that? I missed that last yeah. part. I was responding to somebody on my phone. No, you're fine. The, uh, <laughs> he's honest. the promos, the promos. I'll, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Keep, keep picking. Dustin, who you picking, man? Well, not Navy. <laughs> I'm an army man. Always been, always will be. Them army, them, them Navy boys, them, them elitists, kind of like the Chapel Hill ones. <laughs> But over there with the Army kids, they got their hands in the dirt, blue collar, grinding it out. So, Army all day. Let's go, boys. You're not. I don't know. I get over there grinding the dirt, though. First Armored Division. That's what it was. The first Armored Division. <laughs> and, and in the dirt. Logan, what you taking, buddy? I've got a a good amount of friends in the United States Army, and one of my best friends is in the United States Army. So give me the Army. All right, so we're split. Mm. We were last year, too. 
Yeah, I think this is exactly. Army family. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to be split between me and Morgan for obvious reasons, and that we won't go into. And then me and and then the DeBerrys for friends and family. So, but Old Ironsides—that's the name of the tank unit that they're uh, honoring for the Army uniform. Cool. And you're not wrong about the elitist thing. The Navy is very elite, <laughs> especially the Naval Academy. <laughs> Elitist. You're forgetting that part of it. Oh, I thought you said it. I thought you said elite. Sorry. I mean, we do have yeah. the Blue Angels. I, I can't, it's typical that a Carolina fan would think that that's what I was saying, but yeah. no. Because you know who else was a West Point man? Coach K. It's true. Just another reason that the point to the Army is the bane of our existence. <laughs> Bob Knight coached there too. I'll take Navy SEALs over any of them any day, though. Oof, we we should probably not piss people off. <laughs> Get into that pissing contest. You were, I mean, you were talking about badasses. Navy SEALs are at the top. I think the Rangers might have something to say about that, but okay. <laughs> and I think the guys if, are different. If, if they can see them coming. Uh, what's that line? Whenever you Navy boys need a ride, or is it, is it the other way around? The, the Yeah, the Marines and a uh, few good men. He's like, yeah, next time we need a ride, we'll be sure to give you a call. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someday we can do it. That'd be great. I would love to do a military podcast someday if we could get somebody on, but I don't know that they would be allowed to come on. (laughs) Somebody retired and who doesn't care anymore. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, Oh, well. All right, Dustin uh, Rollison. Oh, sorry, Morgan, go for it. I was gonna say that I was just gonna. I was just gonna end it. That ends our uh, pick 'em week. All right, well, fellas, we had our what last five games of the season. We picked our three teams to have the worst record. Um, that was the goal to not win to lose, and we said, "Here's twenty teams, twenty-five teams." You could have picked. From bigger than the pool, but I think we mostly stuck in the pool. You know, pick three teams, try to lose a bunch of games. How'd that turn out for us? Well, apparently Angle only knows how to pick winners. He ended up with <laughs> an eight and seven record. That's pretty record. typical. Yeah, an eight and seven winning record. That was the opposite. In case, kind of like not understanding the elitist and elite comment, like I think maybe you misunderstood the assignment. Um, Logan came in at just a hair under 500. So basically he's NC state, um, (laughs) in this exercise, like good enough to, to not be the worst, but certainly not the best. (laughs) Then, then Morgan came in at six and eight. Morgan, you did pretty good, but then you messed up. You picked Iowa. Somehow Iowa rattled off four wins, man. I'm sorry. Uh, You know? But you did good with picking Tech and Arizona State to lose a bunch of games. You got that going for you. And then the biggest loser, which equals the biggest winner, is me. So four and eleven, I picked Texas A&M, Michigan State, and somehow y'all let me walk away with Northwestern. Here we are. Um, after I believe zero and five. <laughs> yeah, it went zero and five. It, it legitimately. They usually in even years have like a good record. It's super. Yeah. It's, if you look at it over twenty years, even years are like their year. And I know that's a it sounds like a dumb sports stat, 
but it's it's held hey. true until this year. <laughs> so I don't know. So anyway, so I guess I have to decide next week after we see how this pick'em goes whether I want six wins or a six pack of beer. I'll let y'all know. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our football talk and probably the majority of our football talk for a good bit. Uh, so, Ryan, why don't you close this out with a Florida or the field? Are you going to let the people on Spotify know that we've concluded the football talk so they can come back for the culture and all things the South? <laughs> yeah, it's getting to that time of the year where we switch to culture. <laughs> In, until basketball. Some, <laughs> until uh, some team leaves for another conference or some rumor happens or some coach gets hired, and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah, realignment for nine weeks straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Florida or the field. Uh, this was Dustin. You have to recuse yourself. Um, this was a uh, this was a hysterical one that I had not seen when Dustin sent it to me, and ever since he sent it to me, I've seen it everywhere, including on Colbert last night. So, um, hopefully, you guys haven't seen this one yet. But if you're on the internet, you probably have. Just start this off by saying this. All right, Florida or the field. For those that haven't listened before. Read a story. The guys have to pick. Did this happen in Florida or did this happen? We try to keep it in the rest of the South. Um, try not to make it be too terrible, like somebody stabbed somebody or anything like that. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny, not like heartbreaking. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we went to Utah once, but we try and keep it in the South. Certainly try and keep it in the country. So here we go. Um, this one in case you've been listening to us for a while, is brought to you by Texas Pete. Maybe you'll see why. Uh, the label on a cup of Velveeta's microwavable mac and cheese says the meal only takes three and a half minutes to prepare. But a woman says this is false. And she's suing the manufacturer of Velveeta's microwavable mac and cheese for $5 million. What? Amanda Ramirez has filed a proposed $5 million class action lawsuit against Kraft Heinz Foods Company. She's basically suing the Patriots and the Steelers at the same time, alleging the foods produ- uh, food producers, Velveeta shells and cheese takes longer than advertised to prepare. So she's, again, suing for $5 million, a large corporation, telling them that their food takes longer than advertised to prepare. Attorneys for Ramirez, that's the best part. There's an attorney that actually filed this, filed the lawsuit in the U.S. District Court on November 18th, according to the complaint. The lawsuit claims that the packaging on the microwavable single-serve cups of mac and cheese says it will be ready, and I quote, in three and a half minutes. Quoting the brief, this is, quote, false and misleading. The product's instructions say to microwave the cup for three and a half minutes. Ramirez attorneys argue this number of minutes does not account for the other four steps that are required <laughs> to prepare the pasta. Oh my God. Here are the four steps, America. If, you've, if you're an elite like me and you've never had... No, I'm just kidding. I've done this all the time. <laughs> done this all the time. <laughs> First step, remove the lid. Second step... Well, I guess, and the sauce pouch. Second step, add water. Third step, microwave. Fourth step, stir. So according to the court documents, all right, this is, this is what we're paying our courts and judges to, to handle, okay? 
is that the three and a half minutes is does not take into consideration these four steps. Now, if you add up the amount of time that she's saving with these four steps, I mean, she really could have gone to college. She could have gotten a degree. She could have raised a family. I mean, just with the amount of time that she's saving. Does the additional steps mean it's impossible for the mac and cheese to be ready in just three and a half minutes? Um, she says they're, what else? Profiting off of false advertising on the cups. Customers trust a well-known brand to be honest with them. Um, it instantly catches the eye of all, and I quote, reasonable consumers, which I can tell you that Miss Ramirez is not a reasonable consumer. Okay. Um, it says they're paying more than they otherwise would because of the three and a half minute claim. Um, it also says uh, she's like many consumers who seek to stretch their money as far as possible when buying groceries. But because of the time claim, she has paid more for the product than she would have paid and would not have purchased it or paid less had she known the truth. So I get that it's a class action lawsuit, but apparently she she is out $5 million of her time, her energy, her suffering, and she is collecting on behalf of all of America and all of the consumers of Velveeta mac and cheese. Where do you think this person, and it's not the Northeast, where do you think this person's? Because this is a very like Massachusetts thing to do. I'm gonna say the field. I'm gonna say Winter Haven, Florida. <laughs> Winter Haven. Okay. And now I have to Winter Haven Park, I guess is the name. And I always have to do this. I never like to do it ahead of time. Morgan, you are closer. This is Florida. It is, and I hope I'm not saying this incorrectly, Hialeah. It is uh, basically just north of Miami International Airport, so not Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Give Tampa a break. So there you go. Um, brought to you on behalf of Texas Pete and their lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> we are bringing you the Velveeta uh, Kraft Heinz. I wish Ms. Ramirez the best of luck. Uh, I highly doubt that she has a uh, a uh, leg to stand on, but if uh, you want to watch something along these lines, I believe it was on Netflix. Watch Pepsi Where's My Jet. It's more or less the same mentality, <laughs> where somebody goes and sues Pepsi for a uh, for a jet that they a Harrier jet that they think they've won based on collecting coupons. I can I don't want to spoil it for you. I just uh, it's more or less the same uh, same mindset. Here. I wish her the best against the high-powered lawyers that Bob Kraft and uh, the Heinz family will have. That's it. That's your Florida. <laughs> I swear, I want. I'm curious if she's going to win anything from that case. She probably will. I mean, she's got in front of a jury. Who the hell knows? <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Well, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and click the subscribe button while you're at it because Spotify Wrapped came out. And of our listeners, we appreciate each and every one of you guys, but we found out that only 8% of you are following the podcast. You listen, but you don't follow. Click the follow button. Help send the algorithm. Um, smash it. Smash it on your way out. Like and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Uh, but... You know, we appreciate everybody listening for another year. We're, uh, <clears throat> we're what, episode 103 now of Miserable and Reckless. Um, let us know what you thought about 
uh, college football this year, the picks, what did your team do? There's a Q&A in the Spotify, and, or if you want to leave us an up to one minute voicemail, there's a link in the description on Spotify to do that as well. We'll even play it on the podcast. Uh, so for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We will see you next time.